This is another edition of the Alliance Guys podcast. I'm your host, Jay Cal. Joining me is the one and only solar-powered sex machine. Jaden, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? It's our solar-powered love machine. That's a <laughs> trademark that, you know. Well, that's why I said sex machines, because I didn't want to have to pay a nickel to use it. A <laughs> nickel? <laughs> what do you think, man? A nickel. That's a shiny nickel. That days yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so hey it has been one hell of a day for me i've heard that you're a little bit on the cranky side how are you doing this evening did you get your nice mocha latte or or how are you staying awake it's 11 o'clock your time i have no idea honestly i've been up since like five and i worked all day and now i'm here doing a podcast and i even got to yell at a cloud so i'm pretty cranky Yell at a clown? Was it Doink yeah, or Joker? Not a clown, a cloud. Oh. <laughs> Angry man yells at a cloud. News at 11. Yeah, the only clown right here is the one on the other side of this podcast right now. Well, J- Jaden, that's not very nice. DKM isn't even on tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too old to be on. The, he's already in bed. He's been in bed by 9 o'clock. Some Malto meal and uh, a nice... Uh, ASMR video, and I'm sure he's doing great. He's probably still having his VCR. Maybe. So let's get on with this podcast. I think we should. I really think we should. Now, this is a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information regarding the National Wrestling Alliance and the United Wrestling Network. Jaden, NWA Power, episode number two, Aired just uh, just a few hours ago, a few hours ago, no, a few days ago, and what what, what are you getting from the the show? How, tell me about the vibe. What do you think about the show? You know, I do enjoy it. I don't think it was as good as this week as it was the week before. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there was a lot more star power this time, but I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much. But I still very much do like the program. I love the look, and I love a lot of the good stuff about it. So. Let's talk about what we like and what we don't like. Well, for me, first and foremost, I love the the star power. And I'm not uh, a pole jumper here, but to me, it was really cool to see um, some names added to the mix. Like, look, we're not bringing in the big-time names who dominated the WWE or WCW or ECW or even Impact, but we are bringing in names that have some value to them. And somebody like Ken Anderson, I could really get behind a guy like Ken Anderson. I don't think he ever realized his full potential in the WWE. He did have a run with the Impact Championship in uh, TNA. But um, I think the way that they used him on Tuesday night was kind of interesting. What, What were your thoughts on Mr. Anderson? Well, first of all, I think NWA always needs to have an Anderson involved. Right. So I think that's a good thing to, to pay attention to. I've always liked Ken Anderson. Um, you know, he's been a talent in the ring. Uh, he can do it, talk on the mic. He can do what he needs to do. I think he was kind of lost with Colt Cabana. Now, I don't dislike Colt Cabana like other people as much as, or, you know, whatever. But Colt's style, it's a little more theatrical, in my opinion. Sure. So I don't know That's necessarily fair. that he would be such a a 
great tag team partner, especially because I know Cole Cabana. I've watched him do some actual British style wrestling. So kind of, you know, in some ways I agree with Jim Cornette, who did kind of bring him to task on this many times, that he doesn't need to do a lot of the histrionics. But, I, you know, he's still a good, very good wrestler. And, and Mr. Anderson was very entertaining. And it was a nice way to kind of give each other kind of a rub in a way to introduce Mr. Anderson to an NWA crowd with a former two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion and a national champion of sorts. So I think that kind of, you know, gave some NWA street cred to Mr. Anderson, and Mr. Anderson kind of gave a rub with some of the big-time wrestling uh, credentials, I guess. And if I could, if you wouldn't mind, I'd also like to go back into the annals of history of time because we know before... Mr. Anderson made his debut at NWA Power before he made his debut on the Impact Zone. Before he was Mr. Kennedy, he was Ken Anderson, wrestler based out of the Midwest, former NWA Midwest heavyweight champion. So for me, it's kind of like it's all connected. You know, this is how like the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used to say they were. They were all connected. I really feel like the NWA is desperately trying to connect to certain individuals to the past that they had now. I'm pretty sure Joe Galley and James E. Cornette don't know that, that Ken Anderson was a former NWA Midwest champion. But me, the viewer, me, the longtime NWA fan, I knew it. And when he when he showed up, I popped just because I knew for the fact that he did hold that Midwest championship. And I said, well, geez, Louise, like, I don't know if that was intended by David Lagan or Billy Corgan. Honestly, they probably don't know that he was a former NWA Midwest champion, completely honest. But to me, it, it, it felt right. And I've already got a name for the tag team, so I hope they stick around. But how about the Misters Cab Andersons? Cab Andersons. Yeah. No? Let's go on to the next thing. Well, let's, let's talk real quick. Um, they did have their debut against... Uh, local favorite Sal Renaro and Jordan Kingsley. Now you were telling us a little bit about Sal Renaro uh, last week. Um, Again, he's kind of in a limited role right now. We don't know what the future holds for Mr. Renaro, but um, what do you think? uh, uh, What do you think of seeing somebody with the, uh, I I don't want to say legacy, but the legitimacy and then the history that he's had with the NWA working for the national wrestling Alliance, the power show. There was NWA Wildside, and there was NWA Anarchy, and he's also Anarchy. worked for Ring of Honor, so he's got some pedigree in right. professional wrestling. He's a very talented guy. Um, I don't necessarily agree with him being on the more of the undercard, but he's you know what, comparatively some of the big guys and the big hosses that are in the NWA right now, he is kind of small. So not everybody can look like a twelve-year-old boy and be like Marcos, but uh, <laughs> he definitely. You know, he's he's small compared to some of the beef, big beef like like Tim Storm and Mr. Anderson, but he's definitely a talented wrestler. Maybe we'll see him get a little bit more someday. Yeah, and I think the thing, uh, again, I kind of said this last week, and, um, you know, this is just based on the, the two weeks that I was there. You do see a progression. You see some of the talent kind of rise up. Um, I'm not going to say that you're going to see Sal Renaro in a main event anytime soon, but... I think with the opportunity to, you know, wrestle more in front of the camera, you know, the crowd will determine who, um, you know, the crowd will determine 
who they're excited about. And then obviously the NWA is going to book accordingly. So if people are in more than just an opening match, but um, the likelihood of that happening right now, I don't think that's very high. So that's, that's one of those things that we'll have to wait and see. But of course um, we're jumping around a little bit, guys. Uh, we're not going point by point by point, but I did want to make the note that Sauronardo, Jordan Kingsley took the loss to, uh, Kennedy and Colt Cabana. So um, another debut, and this is kind of what kicked off the show, was you know a lot of folks in the w- uh, WWE fans know him as Damian Sandow. Impact fans knew him as Aaron Rex. Um, we know him now as Aaron Stevens, uh, Hollywood Hollywood's own Aaron Stevens. Um, he's been out of the ring for a few years making, quote-unquote, and I'm using quotation marks, movies. Um, he had his, uh, promo interview, uh, debut. I don't know what you want to call it, but he, he met with, uh, David Marquez and was that typical Hollywood star. Like, don't look me in the eyes, make sure there's green M&Ms in the green room and all that bullshit. Jaden, what did you think of Aaron Stevens return to pro wrestling? I kind of liked it. I do like Aaron Stevens. Um, I liked him as Damian Sandow. He was a longtime developmental guy. Uh, I believe he came out of the Killer Kowalski school, if I'm not mistaken. And Correct, I you just, are. You're right. Yeah, and I, I enjoy watching him. He's a talented guy. Um, I, I could have done a little less of the comedy. I know the fans seem to <laughs> like it, but maybe if he was a little more serious and a little less Mizdow-ish, you know, I think I'd be a little bit take him a little serious. But uh, he, he can. He can go in the ring, and he has the ability to make an impact in, in the NWA. No pun intended, right? No, pun was 100% intended. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I'm, I regretfully have to be the one to tell you this, but the comedy shtick, the whole shtick of uh, Aaron, um, Aaron Stevens doesn't uh, – it doesn't go away, guys. <laughs> this is what he is for the NWA. Now, things can change, sure, but um, he's more of a punchline at this point for the promotion, and that's that's okay. Everyone, you know, every trumpeter has a role in the band, so we'll see what happens down the road. Uh, but I think it was a great introduction. Um, established right away his heel character. You know, the fans initially wanted to cheer him because, you know, he was on WWE programming. He was on Impact programming. Um, I, I remember this guy being super over with the WWE and the WWE never were able to figure it out. So, you know, let's see what Billy and Lagana and the booking committee for the national wrestling Alliance have in store for Aaron Stevens. But, um, it was, it was just okay. I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I understood what they were trying to do. Um, it was just, uh, it was a, a decent segment. Um, I'll, I'll switch gears here. Uh, one of the more competitive matches got to see one of my favorite guys, actually two guys that I really like, and I don't know how you feel about, uh, stroke daddy. Can I call him that? I don't know what to call him. Um, uh, uh Ricky Starks who took on, uh, our own redneck, uh, I'm, his name is escaping me. Trevor Murdoch. I, I, I have written down Murdoch and I, I couldn't think of Trevor. Jaden, what did you think of the debut of uh, Ricky Starks in the ring taking on Trevor Murdoch? Trevor Murdoch, Ricky Starks, 
Uh, I, I'm a fan of both these guys. Uh, what, what did you see? What did you like? What did you dislike in this match? I was extremely excited to find that Trevor Murdoch was involved. Um, he's a talented. I've always liked him. You know, uh, I hope to see him maybe a little bit more in the Northeast, but he, he is kind of what wrestling is. I wasn't so impressed when he was part of the dumps back in the day. When he really developed and became a member, just became a member of the Murdoch family, if you will. Uh, he originally mm-hmm. was a part of the Rhodes family, but now he's part of the Murdoch family. You know? <laughs> but I, I just do. He's he's a throwback to Harley Race. He's an old school professional wrestler. He's a, not the body that you would expect from a professional wrestler, especially if you watch WWE and everybody kind of looks the same. But right, he he can go in the ring. He has it. He has something special. I've always liked him. Uh, Ricky Starks came out pretty impressive too. Um, a little smaller than I originally thought, but um, he reminds me if you if you go back to some old school NWA, he reminds me of Sebastian Cruz with a little more size to him. Oh yeah, that's a great comparison. That's what he kind of reminds uh, me Seba- of. Sebastian yeah. Cruz, for you guys who don't know who he is, he wrestled a lot for. Um, Jaden, a promotion you're very familiar with, uh, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Uh, back then, they were a part of the NWA. Also wrestled for NWA on Fire. So that was New Jersey and, uh, you know, the New England area, Massachusetts, uh, uh, Maine. And, and so, uh, yeah, you're right. He he did have a, a very much a feel to uh, Sebastian Cruz. Yeah, I, I, I see that exactly. Yeah, a little bit of if Sebastian Cruz and The Rock had a love child, that'll be basically the stars. <laughs> there you go. Hey, and so, all right, Nick Aldis declared. Nick Aldis declared on the uh, during the whole weekend, and I don't remember if it was during the press conference or at the show, but he called Ricky Starks his number one draft pick. You know, we just had the Monday Night uh, Raw SmackDown Live draft which seemed like a total cluster F, but NWA doesn't have a draft. But if they did, Nick Alda said that Ricky Starks would be the first guy that he would pick to be on his team. But I think that's that speaks volumes about what they expect from Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um, I think the match was pretty good in and of itself. Like I was kind of surprised that Murdoch was there to kind of... Uh, th- this was a lot like um, Caleb Conley versus Eli Drake, but almost in reverse, where you knew Eli Drake was going to win when he took on Caleb Conley, but Conley got a lot of offense. And in this match, you know, I kind of thought Trevor Murdoch was going to get the W here, but he lost, but it was competitive. And that's kind of like the formula that, you know, from week one to week two, that's something that they had in common. There was a competitive match, um, a big guy versus a smaller guy. This time the smaller guy won. And, uh, you know, Murdoch didn't look bad in, in his loss. I mean, keep in mind, the guy's been wrestling for quite some time. He's not he's not fresh off, uh, you know, fresh out of the WWE. He, I don't think he's been in a ring for about five years. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I, I don't remember him wrestling anywhere in the past five years. Jaden, are you familiar with him wrestling anywhere? I believe it, I think about two years ago, he actually kind of put his boots out for a little bit. And um, hasn't really been doing a lot, but I heard David Marquez gave him a call and and wanted him to be part of this. And then Lagana also agreed, I heard, and 
I'm glad he is. You know, he's a guy who deserves a spot. Uh, his tag team Absolutely. with uh, Lance Cade was underrated, and he's just he's a good talent to have part of the roster, a veteran. Yeah, that um, can still go. I don't know, Jane. Do you remember when we talked to uh, Lance Cade? Yeah, back in- about a decade ago. <laughs> Has it really been that long? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it not really a decade ago. Probably about eight years ago, though. It was honestly one of the biggest, bigger guests we ever got on the show, and. Um, you know, he had nothing but great things to say about Trevor Murdoch then. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, even before Lance Cade went back to the WWE and then back to the NWA, he was wrestling with Dave Marquez in the original Championship Wrestling from Hollywood TV tapings. Uh, you know, I really felt like they were building up uh, Cade and Murdoch to take on uh, the Skull Crushers, who were the tag team champions at the time. So for me, again, the NWA fan, the historian, if you will, seeing Murdoch back in an NWA ring. Awesome. And he seems really excited about it too. I mean, you know, social media is what social media is, but he was, he looked really jazzed to be there. He looked really jazzed to be in Atlanta, to be in front of those fans. And, uh, I can't wait to see what's next for him. And I, I mean, I kind of know, but we're not going to spoil it here, but the guy's something special. And, uh, I'm glad that he has a forum and hopefully the NWA takes advantage of it to the max. We had Allison K taking on Ashley Vox. Now I'm not super familiar with Ashley Vox. Um, she is she I know is more known for the tag team that she has with her sister, but I don't even know them. I don't really follow women's wrestling that closely, but I know that she's supposed to be a pretty big deal with her sister. Um and it seems like Allison Kay has some some kind of stroke herself in the NWA because she kind of hand-selected some some female talent to join the roster. Ashley Vox was one of them. Marty Bell was the other. And then, of course, we heard Thunder Rosa also joined the roster. Uh, the match itself, I don't know. I wasn't impressed. I've seen Allison Kay do better. Of course, she won the title. She won the NWA Women's Championship by defeating Santana Garrett, a former women's champion. And it was a pretty good match at the uh, Crockett Cup. This match certainly wasn't anything to write home about, and that's probably why it wasn't a title match. Jaden, what did you think about it? It was more of a showcase, honestly, for Allison Kay. Um, she's more made for television. She's got more TV experience, and I don't think Vox does. And I right. believe that kind of showed. Honestly, if they're going to bring in women's matches that aren't just, you know, they're supposed to be competitive or semi-competitive, bring in some women wrestlers to actually have competitive and semi-competitive matches. Bring in your, um, like, like Thunder Rosa definitely is looking into it. There's also a woman, La Rosa Negra, uh, um, Sumi Sakai, wow. if she's not under contract with Ring of Honor, which I believe she is now, in second guess. Um, but there's a lot of talented women wrestlers out there. Kimberly, I don't believe she's under any contract right now. She could be pretty good. Lufisto would be nice. Casey Carlisle would be great to see again. Um, there's a, there's definitely some talented women wrestlers out there that if they want to show what Kay can do. See, normally there's an old belief that you don't really put a lot of championship matches on television. Now, of course, I think they've had like three of them so far. But, yeah. uh, you know, you don't really put your championships out there. The women always had a bit of an exception. Um, one of the problems right now is 
most of the talented women wrestlers are working for the WWE in some way. Some are working for Impact Wrestling. Some are working for All Elite, and then some are working for the NWA. But there isn't quite yet that plethora of TV-ready women talent out there that's got everything, you know, to be right on television. So you're not going to always be able to to hit a home run with the women wrestlers out there. And they're only going to get better as time goes on. And there's going to be more and more and more women wrestlers till one day you'll be able to do a card 50-50 and not have any loss of equality from top to bottom. Pretty soon you're going to be able to go 50-50 without having any loss of quality from top to bottom. It's not there yet. So, you're, again, you're not going to hit a home run every single time. But it's just they're only going to get better. And, you know, we're going to see better and bigger matches. And, I'm more worried about or worried just to see who she's facing at the uh, the big pay-per-view coming up because there's some talented girls out there, women, that could really put on a great match with Allison Kay and elevate that championship. Absolutely. And I don't know for sure, like um they haven't listed the matches yet for the for the pay-per-view. And I don't want to give out any spoilers. Um, you know, they the show certainly built towards things but it didn't really put anything in concrete so um you know into the fire pay-per-view on december 14th on fight tv live from atlanta georgia in the columbia excuse me not columbia the georgia broadcast public broadcasting studios at a flashback from 12 years ago um yeah they, they haven't announced a single match yet in fact i don't think the rock and roll express will be there that night so It'll be interesting to see what we're actually going to get at that pay-per-view. Um, speaking of the Rock and Roll Express, the tag team champions were on the line on this episode, and we saw the wild card. And we, we spent a lot a lot of time talking about the wild card last week, which was uh, Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs. Uh, and they defended against Outlaws Inc., who we now know as Homicide, and Eddie Kingston. We said a lot of great things about Kingston and Homicide. We said a lot of great things about Isaacs and Latimer. What did you think about leading up to this match and before it had its uh, interruption? What did you think of the the big game feel for it? I understand that you know they're trying to create new stars and everything like that. Um, I think, in my opinion, the uh, Dawsons should have had a, quite a few more even squash wins before they were put in any kind of picture into this. If yeah. anything, it just felt like something. It just felt like it was shoehorned in just to do, to not give them anybody a finish. Um, Homicide and, and King Center money. I do like Latimer and Isaacs. I'm less impressed with the uh, with the uh, Dawsons, but you know maybe if I see more of them, maybe I'll just I'll change my opinion. <laughs> well, I got good news for you because if you like Dawson. I got all the Dawson's you need up into the nine weeks of television for NWA power. Cause let me tell you, brother Zane Dawson and Billy Dawson or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. It, we get a lot of Dawson's and it's, I get it. Just like you said, they're, they're creating their own stars. Um, they, they were at the Crockett cup. So they do get some points for that, but my goodness, man. Um, like you, I, I think this was, they use this moment to ruin a perfectly good tag team match by trying to build up another tag team. 
I think this match should have waited. This match should have been what was featured at the pay-per-view. Clearly, that's not what they had in the cards. As if you've read the spoilers, you know, the Rock and Roll Express are the tag team champions now. So, interestingly enough, you'll have to just watch every week and see what's going on in the NWA to see how that all unfolds. But um, it does create some interesting storylines going into next week because, you know, Jane, you you've you've been in up close and personal with Eddie Kingston. You you've been up close and personal with Homicide. Knowing those two gentlemen and knowing how they compete in the ring, uh, I think they're going to have some comeuppance for. Uh, well, these two uh, dog pound alumni, and I don't mean NWA dog pound. I'm hit from the dog pound in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they're going to make them pay. They're going to break some bones. They're going to bloody some faces. They're going to pop a cap if they have to. But, uh, no, uh, Kingston and Homicide, they're going to make sure that they are not disrespected ever again by the Dawsons or the Wild Card or any other tag team in there. Um, right now, out of the uh, – well, like, I like Isis and Latimer, and the Dawsons are whatever right now. I'm quite out. Don't know what to think of them yet. Out of the tag teams that they've shown, easily the the um, Outlaws Inc. is the most accomplished and the one with the most forward potential, I think, to be able to make a bigger uh, drop, a bigger – I keep wanting to say impact, and I just hate using that word. But <laughs> they're going to do more in the, with the NWA right now, I think, if the focus was put on that. You know, I, I got to believe that's why they were brought into the show, right? I mean, Kingston is Kingston could have come in as a singles wrestler. If that's what they wanted. I mean, you could have programmed Kingston into a feud with James Storm if that's what you wanted. Um, it's they, they, they wanted Homicide and Kingston. They wanted that Outlaws, Inc. Um, surely they have some bigger plans for them than just uh, having a, their shot at the tag team titles kind of squandered. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at the 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 weekly views for YouTube for uh, for NWA Power, but I know that they're overnight, like the first couple hours, they were they had like over twelve thousand people watching the show, and I heard somebody on Twitter, and I, I I'm sorry, person on Twitter, I don't remember your handle, but they said to Dave Lagana, and it made great sense, like this way of watching wrestling is so different in that it's you know in the last 20 years the way we've consumed wrestling is by watching it on tv on somebody else's schedule now we could tivo it we could there's all kinds of things we could do but this is the first time that we're actually able to watch wrestling on our own schedule i mean we can literally go to youtube and yeah 605 eastern 305 pacific we could watch wrestling but you can watch wrestling all week. You can wait till Tuesday or, or excuse me, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday to watch this show. And you'll see if you go look at the YouTube numbers right now, those numbers are continually to grow. Jaden, what do you think about this, uh, the advantageous use of YouTube for the NWA? It's actually smart. So uh, streaming media right now is, is a much bigger growing industry than, say, straight up flat television nowadays. 
right. while there's still the prestige of television and TV, uh, things like Netflix and the soon-to-be Disney Plus and the uh, CBS Network and and Hulu and and I'm I'm sure I'm missing about a three dozen of them. The Disney Network, the uh, the DC Network. It's showing nowadays that rest that TV is more a la carte, and you can watch what you want to watch when you want to watch it. You can watch, you can stream and watch twenty things in a row. You can watch once every once in a while, and that's the way things are becoming. And the benefit, I think, with that and the fact that when they don't fight TV, also they're going to be like playing after like they're on that, they're going to go to fight. The more views, the more eyeballs, the more places you can put to it, the better. Yeah, and um, just while you were talking, I did look up the numbers. I, I went to the YouTube channel for the NWA, which is youtube.com forward slash the NWA. Um, episode one has over 474,000 views. Now, again, that wasn't one night. That wasn't for the one hour. That's you know accumulation of two weeks worth of potential viewing. And then the last episode, which was titled Clickbait, they had 243,000 views. Um, obviously, you know, the first episode has been around for two weeks. The second episode has been around for just over a few days. Uh, I would say that's pretty good, pretty good numbers. Jane, I mean, you're, you're kind of more in this world than I am. Uh, if, if the promotion that you were working with had 243,000 views, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, right? That's nothing to sneeze at. So see if they can find ways to mon, 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 what's that damn word I can't say? Mon, monetize. Monetize. I couldn't I get that out. Monetize it. Um, you know, they get some extra money out of it. I, these TV tapings right now aren't paying for themselves. And I don't think Tony Falk's uh, tire irons <laughs> and, and two Waffles. by fours and, and everything like that, or the Austin Idol. Universal Academy is paying for all the production costs of this, but right. it's a nice, you know, it's an extra way to make a couple extra dollars and five hundred thousand people seeing something. That's a good number, in my opinion. Yeah, and and I did I did inquire too about advertising with them just to see what it was going to cost, and uh, yeah, it wasn't really in my wheelhouse. Well, Jane, did I? Oh, there you are. Good. I thought I lost you. No, but uh, actually, um, no. They didn't even re- they didn't even respond to me. <laughs> they said we'll look into it, and that was it. I haven't heard anything else yet from the NWA. So, Lagana, Maureen, if you guys are listening, I'd like some numbers, please. The thing is, you need to if you're going to do a commercial, you have to do it in the the uh, Tim and Eric Awesome Show style format that the current commercials are using. The late night uh, things you see on on the Cartoon Network. Right, they do with uh, with on Saturday nights. That's the style that I think they're going for right now for the uh, commercials they're doing. I was thinking sock puppets. Uh, one of the highlights of my trip to Atlanta was actually driving back to the airport on Wednesday morning at like some ungodly hour. I think it was six a.m., six thirty, and I actually drove by uh, William Street and I actually saw the building where I believe that's where they. They produce the shows. I don't. I mean, I'm sure all the animation is done overseas, but I was drove by and I said, "Hey, that's where they do Adult Swim, right there." Yeah. So that was that was a highlight for me. You know, and there's not a whole lot to do in Atlanta besides go to Chick Fil A or Waffle House. So that was pretty cool for me. Well, you also should have visited Bad Street. 
you know, I looked for Bad Street and I found a couple of bad streets, but uh, I did not find um, Michael P.S. Hayes or Doc Hendricks for that matter. I didn't see either one of them. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's going to do it for us tonight, man. We did this in record time. And uh, maybe next week we can talk a little bit more NWA well, you know, as we're going through the show. One thing I really enjoyed, it was definitely no Jose- Josephus this weekend. You know, that's the best <laughs> part about the entire program. I heard somebody wasn't too happy, though, about my comments about Josephus. <laughs> yeah, you you aren't winning over a big audience with our Twitter followers. But um, to, to the point, I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to look up the actual quote here, so. Bear with me, if you will. If you will. Um, sir sir, Absurd, I believe he said, uh, you know, I actually said I'm not going to be streaming tonight because I couldn't get the, the stream labs to work, and then it did work, and everyone, oh, so nobody, uh, nobody's actually watching right now, which is kind of a bummer. Um, sir Absurd, who is a great follow on Twitter, he's an excellent writer, uh, I appreciate his support very much. He said, the kingdom, hashtag the kingdom of Josephus, Josephus NWA, approves all of the Alliance blog's newest podcasts where Jay Cal and Jaden recap hashtag NWA power with the three R's. Except for the comments from 2130 mark to the 2437 mark. Those comments are not kingdom approved. Jaden, that's where you went off on the kingdom nights, the 3%, if you will. And, uh, I'm guessing you're not going to give them any kind of apology, huh? Well, uh, you know what? There's people that like things out there. I mean, there's people that like mayonnaise on Reese's cups. There's oh, people God. that like there's people that like to dress up as gimps and have 400 pound African American women step on their testicles with stiletto heels. You, you know we're going to lose people, our, our G rating. Yes, well, we lost that a long time ago. And then there's uh, definitely people that like Josephus. And, you know, I'm going to use my psychological degree, my psychology degree here, and tell you there's actually a term for this. There's a term for people that like this stuff, and that term is moron. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Stockholm Syndrome. No. The people that like it, all of that right there, there's just obviously people that are – I think it's the people, if you look at the people who like Josephus and the people that were born with the umbilical cord tied around their neck, I think you're going to find a correlation. I'm going to lose followers for this one. Uh, These uh, comments expressed by Jaden are those and those of his alone. They do not represent the station that this uh, podcast appears on, nor the website of which it also uh, represents. This is a perfect example why you do not eat paint chips when you're pregnant. Oh my god, dude! Um, that was me sipping my coffee right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what to. I was the one spilling the tea or sipping the tea, and you're the one sipping right. the coffee. All right. Well, I gotta stay up somehow. I, I don't know how to even go from anywhere else after that. I do know that we want to do this again. I think we'll be here. We're gonna try to do it live again. What Wednesday? We'll we'll talk off the air. I'll let you guys know. Stay tuned to the Alliance blog on Twitter. Oh, good news, guys. Let me humble brag a little bit. Um, Your support, your determination, your likes, your subscriptions. I finally got the YouTube channel uh, up to 106 followers as of this evening, um, which I think is what today's the 19th, Saturday night, the 19th. So we finally have our own YouTube channel. 
you don't have to go and search the Alliance blog. You can literally type in now youtube.com forward slash the Alliance blog. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, 106 subscribers, but to me, that means everything. I really genuinely appreciate your guys' support. I really genuinely appreciate what you guys do by watching our content, sharing it. Uh, means the world to me. So thank you so much for that. Um, again, I hope to do a lot more cool stuff like this going forward. Uh, more that we're not going to just do recap shows. We're going to talk about the NWA, the history, the past, present, future. Uh, Jaden has been a longtime NWA fan. Uh, he's worked for the NWA. He's been inside and outside of the ring. Uh, DKM is also a bit of an NWA historian. I think he was there the night Kerry Von Erich won the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. So the three of us have been around for quite a while. And actually, Jaden, I'm not sure if you were aware of this, but October 25th will mark the 10-year anniversary of the first podcast that I ever did that you joined me on. Isn't that amazing? I actually didn't join you on the first one. I joined you on the second one. I listened to the first one. That's why I joined you on the second one. Figured you <laughs> because you need all the help you can get. <laughs> I still do need all the help I can get. That, why do you think I keep asking people to come on these shows with me? It's I'm not a pure talent, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just a guy. Just a guy who wants to help promote the NWA. Uh, this Everything that I do here is self-taught, and it's not taught well. Uh, so I admit, like, you're going to see a lot of snafus, a lot of hiccups along the way, just trying to get better. I'm not in competition with anybody else. I'm just trying to promote the brand that I've been following for, what, 35 years? So um, come join the ride with us. Come hang out with the Alliance blog. The Alliance blog. We're for the fans. We're not for the NWA. Uh, Dave Lagana isn't giving me any exclusive interviews. Dave Lagana, you don't watch my stuff, so it doesn't matter. Um, but you know, we're for the fans, guys. We're we're here for you, and uh, I, I'm glad you guys are on this journey with us now, Jaden. I know something really important is happening with you, the wrestling promotion you help out in a. Is it Glassboro? What what city are you guys running in next week? Well, it's actually I'm a member of the Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators family, and Dog has an event coming up on Saturday night, October 26th, at the Max Fit Sports Center, located at 240 Delcy Drive South in beautiful Uptown Glassboro, New Jersey. Just recently announced, James J. Dillon will make his return to Dog. Uh, he'll be doing a special autograph signing. He'll be having his things for sale, including his book on the Four Horsemen and his own private autobiography. Of course, you'll see the main event of Breaker Morant defending that Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators Heavyweight Championship against second-generation wrestler Brian Pillman Jr. You'll wow. see a WWGP Heavyweight Championship grudge match, last man standing between current champion the incredible Huck William Huckabee and former WWGP champion Biggie Biggs. You'll see an Irish Whippin' match, between the champion of the fans, Pat Shamrock, taking on the diabolical daredevil Dave Dahl. You I'm not a fan of that guy, Dave Dahl. Nobody should be Asshole. a fan of Dave Dahl. Everybody hates Asshole. Dave Dahl. Everybody hates him. Can't Maybe. wait to see Pat Shamrock kick his ass. Yeah, you need to pay to come see Dave Dahl get beat. I'm pretty much sure it's going to happen with leather belts, and I think that's worth the price of admission alone. You also see... Uh, DGAP bundles have a rematch against Chris Steeler, and um, it's going to be a lot from top to bottom. There's going to be a great night of wrestling action from top to bottom. You'll see a great night of professional wrestling action, 
and just go to www.dogprowrestling.com for the for the website to get all the information. You can also check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com, I believe, is dog underscore unleash. On Twitter, it's dog wrestling. That's D-A-W-G, by the way. And it's Facebook.com forward slash dog pro wrestling. If you want to keep in touch, I wish I the Antonium was able to keep it straight through. It would have been a lot easier. I, I can remember it better. But you can also check us out on Facebook. I'm sorry, on YouTube. That's YouTube.com forward slash dog pro wrestling. So you can check different ways to see what's going on. And then you, I want you to come to the Max Fit Sports Center, 240 Delcy Drive South in Glassboro, New Jersey, to see great wrestling action from top to bottom. It's all ages appropriate. Whether 8 or 80, you'll have a blast. If you do not enjoy your event, Dr. Lawrence Zaconia would give you your money back. That's why they're South Jersey's number one wrestling promotion. Wow. I mean, that's uh, that's very telling right there that uh, Dr. Z would uh, give their money back. I think that's great. Um, nobody's going to ask for their money back on this card. Nobody. I mean, I know, it's kind of a bet, so it's a that, that one's a safe bet. I mean, that, th- this is a solid card and it's, it might even be one of the best cards that you guys put out all year. So uh, I won't be there. That's my wedding anniversary. I will uh, have to check out the next show in 2020. Hopefully I'll be out to glassboro to check out a show but i expect that vip treatment and i don't know what you got to do for dr zakorn uh Zikorn. i can't talk anymore it's too late for me. <laughs> dr larry d <laughs> the living legend himself uh, i want the vip uh package so we'll have to talk uh offline about that but uh that's gonna do it for us tonight guys um again uh continue watching 10 pounds of gold continue watching the nwa power continue to follow the alliance blog and that's on all social media. So we, you got us on TikTok if you're a kid. We got you on Instagram. We, we got you if you're an influencer. We're on Facebook if you're over the age of 30. We're on Twitter if you're under the age of 30. I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I don't even know if this makes sense. I'm on YouTube. We're on YouTube with uh, the Alliance Blog. We're on Twitch, obviously, if you're watching right now. Um, the Anchor uh, podcast is anchor.fm forward slash j-cal. This will also be up there as well as on our YouTube channel. So, guys, hey, we love producing this content. We love talking NWA. We do it for you. Make sure you're sharing it. You're you're checking it out. If uh, you have any comments, hey, go to the Anchor site. Leave a message. Slide into my DMs. Let's talk NWA. And uh, there's a lot more content coming. A lot more. A lot more. So for my man Jaden here and my man DKM who wasn't able to make it tonight, I think he'll be with us next week. I'm Jay Cal, and we'll see you at the matches. Good night now. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. <laughs>